If you are uh, making out with somebody and air supply is playing, you cannot get an erection. <laughs> That's probably true. I think they are Sonic Saltpeter. Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the shenanigans. It was the early 80s, and sex was still a good way to meet new people. The disappointment. Now, that's a real shame when folks be throwing away a perfectly good white boy like that. And the self-confidence. I'm six foot, three inches tall, and maintain a very consistent panda bear shape. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's not 1985 right now, but who knows what tomorrow will bring. Hey, buddy, you working on a new show? Uh, not really. Hey, hey, little camper, buck up. What's wrong? I've got problems. Ah, you got the life of Riley. What's wrong with you? Ah, people are complaining about the podcast. They want a Devo show. They don't like the songs I pick for Name That 80s Tune. Vegas Girlfriend wants me to get a Pet Shop Boys tattoo. Hey, 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 you know what? Look at me. Lock eyes with me. We all know that people are the same wherever we go. There is good and bad in everyone. Wait a minute. Are you just quoting Ebony and Ivory to me? No, of course not. Of course not. Listen to me. This is me. This is all daily coming at you. We learn to live. We learn to give each other. Because if you're just going to quote the song, I could play it, you know. Shh. Well, we need to survive. Together alive. I'm just playing the song. I was just trying to help. Welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears with TampaBay.com, and I feel so much better now. Because with me, he's the Stevie Wonder to my Paul McCartney, Mr. Sean Daly. I knew that would make you feel better. You're a little blue. (laughs) I want to put you on my shoulders, give you a little ride. Come on, little bucker. (laughs) I want to take you to the zoo. Daly is back. I want to buy you some popcorn. Feed the monkeys together. (laughs) All right. You and me in a zoo? (laughs) That'll Our zoos happen. in Florida rock though, because they're all like beer everywhere. Yeah, they're like beer gardens with like zebras in them. We're gonna need beer gardens today, my friend. Yes, because we're covering the horrible hits of 1982. Ooh, gruesome. There's- Ooh, it was getting bad in '82. Sadly, all these songs, for the most part, I know them well, and I'd say half of them are probably on my iPod. There is uh, a consistent. A sad and consistent theme going on in this week's show that a lot of our great talents of the 60s and 70s were starting to suck in the 80s. Like who? Mr. Paul McCartney. Yeah, that first song. Right, we had Beatles, then we had Wings, and now it was starting to get kind of bad. Yeah. 82. Did he ever recover? He had some good... Actually, lately, he's had some pretty good stuff. Yeah. Well, he, he had My Brave Face was at the end of the 80s. That was, yeah, that, was that stuff song. with Elvis Costello was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, he, was, he wasn't bad. But this is a bad... We're getting into a bad stretch with him. Uh, Elton John, who I adore, and I just saw the other night, Elton John, his 70s are, you know, peerless... But now uh, we're going to so hear a, not, not a really good one from him. And he had some tough 80s. Um, you know, Rod Stort. Yeah. 80s Nation doesn't really like Rod Stort no. too much. I got a lot of mean emails from people who said, whatever you do, if I get this week's Name That 80s Tune Challenge correct, 
do not send me the aforementioned Rod Stewart. Uh, was it an acoustic DVD? Do we get emails for this show? Why don't you send them to me sometime? I send them to you all the time. Jesus. How's the Sean Daly fan mail holding up? We got a lot of these? It's starting to dwindle a bit. I can bit. fit it in my little hand. <laughs> yeah, the uh, 1982 Horrible Hits. I have a theory on 82, and that is that 82 now, you're starting to see uh, things are starting to take off with New Wave, the New Wave sound, and you're starting to see this, the, the fracturing of music now. Right, I agree so with you're, that. So what, what you're going to hear today is mainly uh, you know, the real poppy, schmaltzy crap. Even from tough bands like the Rolling Stones. Yeah. Stone song on here that is, yeah. God, all these are burned in my brain along with the videos that, that they did for them. I was 12 years old in 1982. I was loving life in 82, actually. I was learning what to do with my naughty bits. <laughs> I achieved my first, you know, solid erection. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I was oh, Fallon yeah. from Dynasty. We were already on intimate terms with each other. Pamela Sue Martin. I'm going to enjoy the time I spend in the editing room this weekend. <laughs> no, nah, I didn't say anything untoward or filthy. This is true. Hey, it's be you and me, baby. <laughs> it's this great. is my body I'm talking about. It's my heart. Hey, let's get started with the list. You ready? Let's do it. Number 10. Ebony and Ivory, number one. For seven in, weeks. In the year 1982. Yeah, God. wow. It's really terrible. It's a really, really awful song. You know what's really sad, though? Uh, for McCartney, I think it was his longest charting hit post-Beatles. It's that weird. Like We're, so, we're, we're a much, much more cynical society now than we were back then. Yeah, see, this, this, this song wouldn't play today. You know, but, I, I, I shouldn't say that. I, sh- I shouldn't say that. I mean, maybe we were just as cynical in '82, which is the what the the decade of greed. But it's like in our in our, our what we have out there. You know, the, especially in music, it was like back then we pretended that we weren't cynical. Maybe I should right. say uh, early '80s things were still good. Now, keep. Have you ever heard the Saturday Night Live spoof on this? Mm-mm. Where it has, I think it's it's a. Uh, Eddie Murphy playing oh, Piscopo? No. Piscopo as Sinatra. You are black. I am white. Life's son Eskimo pie. Let's take a bite. That was groovy thinking. Lincoln, when you set them free. We all know cats are the same name to Mexico. Good, bad guys and chicks. I am dark, and you are light. You are blind as a bat. <laughs> I have sight, side by side. You are my amigo, Negro. Let's not fight. <laughs> That's great. I remember that. Oh, you know, Joe Piscopo is coming to town. I know. You think he'll talk to us? I, what else does he have to do? Go to Bush Gardens? Let's get Piscopo on the show. Oh, God. Can you imagine I'd love that? that. He's all roided up now, too. Like, I don't want to talk about the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> like, what else do you even talk about? Oh, my God. Your 90s like, weren't all that good. Imagine some of the stories he could tell about SNL back then. Yeah. He was in SNL heyday. He's in one of your favorite movies, too. He's in uh, Johnny Dangerously. I always wondered what happened to you. Well, I fulfilled a lot of people's predictions about me. I've become a real scumbag. 
I like Johnny Dangerously. I know you do. You have it on DVD. Vestiges. Yeah. You love that movie. I do. The um, I do not like this song. Um, Paul McCartney made a lot of bad songs. McCartney this wrote this period. on his own. He wrote it. Yeah, McCartney wrote this by himself. And then, uh, but you know what? The thing is, is that Ebony and Ivory not good. But then McCartney gets together with Michael Jackson, and "Say Say Say" is a great song. You're insane. That's what? a piece of shit. Say Say Say. Yes. I feel like I don't even know you anymore. Come on, dude. I love say, say, say. Oh, you know what I'm confusing it with? What? The girl is mine. Girl is mine sucks. That's bad. Yeah. Okay. Girl is mine might be worse than I'll Ebony gi- and I'll Ivory. I'll give you say, 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 sort of. Like, I'm not going to rock out to it. But girl is mine, especially when they had that breakdown. I sit here by the phone waiting for you. But when they had the breakdown in the girl's mind, you know, Michael. <laughs> yes, Paul. You know, it's ugh, creepy. Why did you give Michael Jackson the British accent? I don't know. I'm having a bad day. This is, this is worst we just had a combined podcast. seven hot dogs for lunch. No kidding. The sauerkraut. Uh, it was weird crowd. You had like two kinds of mustard. You had seasoned salt. <laughs> so, well, what's wrong with that? I don't know. I'm very high maintenance with my hot dogs. The people in back, back of us were I know. Like, like, all right, fat guy, you know, just... Order your damn dogs. I, we wolfed them down, and then we're doing a podcast. That was probably not a bad idea. At about the 30-minute mark here, we're going to have to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> On with the list. Number nine. Think Curious about this? Why? And you said you were going to do it, and I can't believe you had the balls to do it. Because John Cougar Mellencamp rocks. He does, but this song does not. You liked it when it first came out. <sighs> Did I? Maybe. Remember when you were like, "All right, this is a little body." I usually don't like to work blue on this <laughs> yeah, show, right? But remember when you like you're when you were a young man and you'd watch MTV and you were looking for something to kind of you know. You you make the uh, sound effect. <laughs> Here and we I go. Okay, hold so on. <laughs> and, and sometimes when you're a young man, when you're 11 or 12 years old, you know, a lot of times you'll take anything. You know, I mean, the whole National Geographic magazine, not a stretch. And I remember Hurt So Good, there's some really bad, ugly bar chicks in it. But sometimes they did the trick. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was always the scene with Lacey Underall and uh, Caddyshack for me. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah she's uh, hot. What, what was her name? Uh, I have no idea. Uh, I, I should send her some fan mail. The um, I don't like this song. I, and plus, he's come going, on, baby, make it hurt so. I like Jack and Diane, but I don't. Yep. Like, and I thought about putting it on the list, but I thought, no, nah, I like that song. Plus, he's going by his stupid nickname, John Cougar. He hates it now, though, too. You know, <laughs> I spent a lot of time with uh, Mr. Mellencamp in his uh, Italian Rococo estate on the shores of Lake Monroe in Bloomington, Indiana. That's I a- used his bathroom. Have I ever told you that story, yes. Spearsy? To make a long story short, you forgot you forgot to flush his toilet. Maybe, maybe not. That's the great twist. That's the mystery. And we heard at one point that he was he was touring, and we were hoping he was going to come through Tampa Bay. He was supposed to play at Ruth Eckert Hall in Clearwater, and but so- then I heard that he had scrapped it out of respect for his fans who were uh, suffering through the recession, which I'm not sure. It sounds noble, but it also sounds like it might be bs right because if we had talked to him though we would have had to have asked him the question do you remember he's a hell of an interview i was working for the washington post and they sent me out and i really got an hour in mellencamp's house uh just the two of us in the shadowy uh 
billiards room. He's got a billiards room. It's got all his own paintings all over the walls. And Elaine uh, Irwin Mellencamp, the Victoria's Secret model, uh, was bringing me waters, rubbing my shoulders. No, she wasn't doing that. But she was, um, yeah, it was great. And then, you know, I had a lot of water, and then I had to use his bathroom. And the whole family was outside the door hearing my tinkling noises, which totally threw me off. Because they had to go somewhere, right? Or Yeah, well, Melon came out to go and do this uh, concert. It was in between uh, sound check and the, and the concert. And so then I'm like, tinkle, 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 in this bathroom with all these like crucifixes on the walls. You know, and then I'm wearing my khaki pants, my nice khakis, my dockers, and he's got one of those basin sinks. So as the melon camps, including Hud and Speck, his two young toe-headed sons are outside the door, I'm like getting kind of nervous and like the soaps, you can't, they're like decorative soaps. I'm just trying to use like a little edge of them, you know. And then I went to wash my hands and the uh, basin sink, the water went, and it was a tsunami of water on my my khakis. It looks like I urinated myself. And I, so I had to come down to pull my shirt out, do that old trick. And in all the hubbub, I forgot if I had flushed the toilet or not. <laughs> nice. And so I might That's going to haunt you the rest of your life, isn't it? It's also made for a great story that you've had to hear about. Like, uh, but I think I tell a much longer, detailed version yeah. on an earlier it podcast. It just seems long every time you say it. <laughs> come on. You've never, you know. No, what do you that? have? You talk to Thomas Dolby on a shitty cell phone or something. <laughs> nice. Speaking of which. I, I hope that your uh, Stuck in the A's listeners are irate about the inclusion of the great Hurt So Good on this list. I hope you really hear it from Kevy Metal and Douglas Arthur and... Number eight. Great Thomas Dolby, that's him on keyboards for Waiting for a Girl Like You by Foreigner. I did not know that. Yeah. He did a lot of keyboard work back in the early 80s. He did it for uh, Foreigner. He did it for uh, Def Leppard. And um, so those distinctive uh, little notes there. I have a really interesting tidbit about Waiting for a Girl Like You. Oh, God. It achieved odd chart distinction, thank you, Wikipedia, by spending a record-setting 10 weeks in the number two position without ever reaching the top. For nine of those weeks, it was held off by a song by one of the people we've interviewed on the, on this show. Tell me who that person is and the song title. That must be the great Olivia Newton-John O-N-J. With, with Physical. Which I love. I love Physical. <laughs> and yet, oh, I got to bring this up, and it's not totally related to this at all. But last podcast when we did O and J, we uh, we each did our own top five lists, and on my top five list of her songs was "Physical," which we had named as one of the most horrible hits of nineteen eighty. I wasn't on that show. Yeah, sure, you're it was on you both. And Steve Purcell. Steve Purcell. Was not it was on. you and Tom Jones. <laughs> this is awful. Kathy Was. This is the worst podcast ever. We're just, we're just. I knew you were going to say that. I, what was it? Was the mark on that? Fifteen minutes before I have to announce we're in the worst podcast ever. Do you think we're going to get crap for for hating on this song? People love this song. Winning for a girl like you, I hate this song. Farner, I was saying this is when they were starting to suck. Some might, people might say they always sucked, but like head games and all the other stuff. Seventies, uh, yeah, they 70s. they were awful in the eighties. I mean, I hate the whole album. Four, throw it, throw it away. Ooh, when was that? When I want to know. 
what love is. Oh, God, that's bad. That is terrible. That might be my least favorite. That's one of my top ten that least favorite songs of all this time. This sound like a pizza yeah. Mozart. Yeesh. You ready for the uh, the big non-surprise at the next spot? <laughs> yeah, we always got to put these guys Here on. Here we go. Poor bastards. Number seven. Air Supply deserves. They've been on the list every every time we've done this. Right? I think that you have a love hate with them though, because I got an Air Supply greatest hits at my desk, and you're like, "Hey, uh, you, you mind if I borrow that?" And I never saw it again. You have. I it gave your, it back to no, you. No, you didn't. You love Air Supply. Uh, it's like you put it, put them on these lists, almost like some sort of like as a beard. <laughs> Great for your love for them. Even the nights. Here's I have a fun little theory. If you are uh, making out with somebody and Air Supply is playing, you cannot get an erection. <laughs> That's probably true. I think they are Sonic Saltpeter. <laughs> Sonic Saltpeter. What do you think about that? That's a great coined phrase there. there hey, did I ever tell it. you I dated somebody who I thought was really cool because she had this denim jacket that had all these band little buttons all over it? Yeah. And it wasn't until I got really close to her on our date that I was able to see that they were all Air Supply buttons. <laughs> Really? Yeah. That's a great story. Each one was an air supply yeah. button. Yeah. She had like... You would think that maybe they'd have one button, but they had a variety no, of buttons. No, she had like 10, 15 air supply buttons. Who was it? Russell and... Uh, Graham? Graham. Or is it Russell Graham? <laughs> and if we had them on the show, you would be <laughs> smooching <laughs> air supply butt. I love the song. I even love the... you guys. And even the nights are better. The couplet. <laughs> <laughs> Poor air supply. Just say you like them now. Yeah, I do. I do. By the way, it's been a long time since you've declared a uh, podcast the worst ever. Yeah, but You're I such think... a doomsayer. I, I told you. I find this podcast to be whimsical and delightful. I find that I get talked into quarters that I can't get myself out of. I think so, too. And I'm losing energy. Come on. It's the hot dogs? It's the hot dogs. It's the nitrates. Uh, the next song ain't going to give you a lot of energy, but play it anyway. Number six. Baby, let me face I'm only... Alabama, love in the first degree. You I don't really know this song too well. I, yeah, see, my family was more into the whole, uh, you know, Oak Ridge Boys, Alabama nonsense. That's interesting about you because you have zero, like, zero connection to country music now. Or do you, Spearsy? No. I mean, do you ever own a cowboy hat? No. I'll tell you what. A cowboy hat plus the mustache you had in college oh my would look God. really good. Yeah. You'd be quite the buckaroo. <laughs> I'd be hitting the gay bars too, <laughs> really. The um, you'd be like the middle dude in the village people. God. I had a chance to interview him, by the way, the the cowboy guy from the village people. Oh, for the show? Yeah, a few a few years ago, he he contacted me, but I lost touch with him before I could close the deal. <laughs> really? I, I I get emails every week from someone claiming to be someone from the village people, though it's not unusual. Oh man! Oh but no! But Alabama, yeah, I mean, incredibly popular. I think they have something like seventy five number one hits in. Country. Yeah, and they still. Tour. I listen to this, and it's that. It's that bad, cheesy, like, 1982 synth, yeah. you know? And it worked for New Wave, but it didn't work for, 
for guys for people who are trying to fit in with the new sound. Yeah. It's this is still considered to be like their biggest hit. It's certainly their biggest crossover hit. Actually, got to number fifteen on the Billboard. Boy, we have the the, the your top five is really awful. It is bad, <laughs> and these were all huge hits. So tell you what, why don't we go to the segments? Everyone's favorite part of the show. Steve, were the hot dogs a bad idea? I'm starting to think that they were a very on, bad idea. I can't idea. believe it. Your listeners, they need you, dude. This ain't weird science. <laughs> I needed the hot dogs. I didn't need God, the sauerkraut. You know, it's the last time we ever do that. Oh, all it taste now is oh, oh, sauerkraut. Seriously, I will vomit if you say that. I can almost smell it coming through the glass. glass. Come on, we have a good letter here. Set it up. Okay, here's your reader mailbag from... Mr. Jose Bermudez of Savoy, Illinois. Dear Steve and Sean, I've been listening since show number one and so far have really enjoyed every show. I'm a little concerned, though. I fear that the podcast has been spiraling down a dark path of wussification that started with the top ten chick flicks of the 80s and has continued going down with your most recent Olivia Newton-John podcast. I have to admit, I was one of the kids who hated European synth pop back in the 80s. I was more into the 80s mod, hardcore punk, and ska scene. But that doesn't mean I, I don't like some of your other shows, John Taylor, Martin Fry, etc. It's all good. It's all good, boys. But how about a show on the two-tone ska movement from the 80s? Bands like The Specials and Madness. Even General Public, Fun Boy 3, and Fine Young Cannibals. I'm sure there are plenty of rude boys out there listening to your show. Do it for us. Yours, Jose Bermudez of Savoy, Illinois. You know, it's interesting because the first time we ever met was at a two-tone ska show. It was. You remember? remember? It's almost like it was yesterday. Hey, I'm Steve. I'm Sean. Ska kind of sucks. Yeah, this blows. Let's go start a podcast. So there you go. History was born. Thank I, you, Ska, for everything. <laughs> I actually really like Madness, though. Yeah. They'd be fun to see again. Welcome to the house of fun. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a Ska band live. I want more letters, Steve. Tell them how they can uh, send some Yeah, more. send those damn letters already. Stuck in these at TampaBay.com. No sauerkraut necessary. What's up? happening hot stuff ah by the sound of the gong it must be time for mystery movie moment and i suspect that this is the segment where i finally rally really yeah it's about time i, I don't I'm feel good carrying your saggy ass there's something wrong with the bun Let's go. there's something wrong with the bun don't tell me there's something wrong with food because i'm like really psychosomatic that really way. i'll convince myself we ate the same exact Shut thing the hell up i swear to god see like my this... stomach's already rumbling i can convince myself i have food poisoning there's, there's something green on the bun uh, it just didn't taste right. Dude, the guy was weird, too. He's like, like tofu dog. Dude, I swear to God, I'm going to come in there and throttle you. Stop it. Do the damn mystery movie moment. Here was last episode's mystery clip. <laughs> yes, the famous barfing scene from The Goonies. Love The Goonies. I haven't and seen- I love The Poonies. <laughs> The porn version. <laughs> I still haven't seen the movie all the way through, but I, I somehow managed to find it. Directed clip. by Richard Donner. Nice. We had uh, only a few winners. And once again, I know we had a lot of people who got um, both the challenges right this week. And I'm not going to say everyone's name, so please don't, 
Please don't hate me. I hate you. Some of the winners include Salvatore Lardomita. You say that. Salvatore Lardomita. Jeremy Fields, Miro Cummings, and Maggie Roll. Pay attention. Here is this week's mystery clip. The world is in great danger. Yeah, it certainly is when you're out on the highway. Okay, Sean. That is a clip from Hot Dog the Movie. Great. Dude, I'm burping it up now. You totally messed with me. I, I, I can't stop. <laughs> this spoiled. show lasts, what, 30, 40 minutes? I'm telling you, it's taking us like three <laughs> hours to record it. Because Why do you do that? Why do you got to put a parking brake on good times? I can't help it. I the keep people want to enjoy the show. They're coming to and from work, and you're killing them, Spearsy. Come on, baby. Well, here's the good news, though. I actually have some new prizes for this week. Ooh. Um, we have two St. Patty's Day themed '80s T-shirts to give away. One female and one male. From- a small male. <laughs> no, I think it's. Uh, I think it might actually be a double XL. Um, Jeez, I really need to lose weight. If that's double XL. <laughs> yeah, it's from uh, '80sTees.com, and they, they're selling all their St. Patty's Day T-shirts right now. I mean, St. Patty's Day right around the corner. I promise, I will get these shirts to you on time. If you're one of the people who uh, win the contest. As usual, the way to do that, email us at stuckinnews.tempe.com. Oh, God, I'm going to need some Tums. <laughs> ah, the mystical refrain that is named that 80s tune. Once again, signature event here on Stuck in the 80s. If you can name the song in the clip, I have a T-shirt with your name on it. If your name happens to be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Which is one of them. You couldn't get anyone to model that one. I'm still trying. Still Your trying. ladies. My ladies. The harem of ladies wouldn't try. So they don't like me now either. Nobody likes me now. Pay attention. Here was last week's clip. Hey, that's back on the chain gang by the Pretenders. Great Chrissy Hyde. I ate at her vegetarian restaurant. Yeah, you said Akron. you loved it. You said you loved it. I did. I did. It was like porn vegetarian food. Everything was long and glistening, and it was weird. I don't, I go I go back there too. I yeah. thought my body would reject pure vegan food. Yeah, like, like I'm about to reject those hot dogs. <laughs> You've convinced me that we're spoiled, but it was quite good. You'd like it. Those onions that you put on top of yours—they didn't look like onions. Dude, they were. They didn't look like onions. I don't want to say what they looked like. I mean, dude, don't even say that. They, they uh, look. They look bad. God, they, shut up! Um, I'm. I'm feverish. <laughs> <laughs> Do the segments with that. Hey, one. so here's some of the winners. Now everyone got this right. I'll tell you right now. Everybody got this one right. Um, Rock Fields got it right. Giblet Croft. Giblet fa- Croft. You love that. I love Giblet. Uh, Kevin Schuler, Rupee of uh, Tomoka Park, Maryland. Where's Tomoka Park, Maryland? It's Tacoma Park. What I say? It's a it's a uh, a suburb of um, Washington D.C. Tacoma Park is right near the University of Maryland as well. What was I calling it? Tomoka. <laughs> Tomoka. <laughs> it's the it's 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 the onions. <laughs> you know it's the onions. Shut up. Joe Bellinger won, and Scott in Colorado, who wrote in to say, "Okay, I have been a closet listener of yours, but no more." I embrace that I was born in 1971 and graduated in 1989. Hence our slogan for our class, they saved the best for last. And of course I recognize that song. It's back on the chain gang by the pretenders from their magnificent 1984 album, Learning to Craw. Please, no Rod Stewart CDs, no Care Bear shirts, 
Just a picture of the Vegas girlfriend in a stuck in the 80s thong. Whoa. All right. You think um, VGF will do that? I've asked her, and she has agreed. She will indeed pose in a thong for Scott in Colorado. Oh, wow. I've already ordered it. It's on its way, winging its way to me. Is that going to become a, a typical gift for listeners? <laughs> I don't and think... And there'll be a picture of, for our female listeners, there'll be a picture of you in a stuck in the oh, 80s thong? Oh, God. Can you imagine that? We'll have to stitch like seven of them together. <laughs> <laughs> stuck in the stuck in the stuck in the stuck then, in the eighties eighties eighties. Then you can go out and like net a dolphin. <laughs> We're off. We suck. Pay attention. Here is this week's mystery clip. Daily looks like he's got something. That is obviously Diamond David Lee Roth's hot dog and a shake. Is there really such a song? Yes. Oh. I'm really I'm I'm starting to sweat. Yeah, that's the first sign. What, were, what they, those weren't onions though? What did he chop up? Nothing looks that shape. It looked like rice. It looked like cooked rice. But, but that's not what you meant. That's not what I was thinking though. No, I thought it was like some sort of like I, I don't know what it was. Yucca. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that was terrible. That's bad. It was your idea to get hot dogs too. I wanted to get some delicious Thai food. No, you didn't. You didn't say anything about Thai food. We could be eating a sexy Susie right now. <laughs> All right. If you know it, email us at stuckings at tempe.com because only Sean Daly is permitted to call you oh, a spoiled hot dog. <laughs> if you're not ready to give up on mullets in Madonna, log on to Stuck in the 80s, just one of the many blogs you'll find at tampabay.com, the website of the St. Petersburg Times. Relive the music, movies, and culture of the greatest decade ever, only at tampabay.com. We're down to the top five now in our horrible hits of 1982. You ready to continue? Yep. You don't look so good in there. Shut up! <laughs> Here we go. Number five. Elton John, why did you do this to us? You know why Blue Eyes sucks by Elton John? Because it wasn't written by Bernie Taupin. Yeah, they, they stopped working together, didn't they? About this point? Yeah, split up. Elton John and Gary Osborne wrote this. That's all part of the problem. You did, need Bernie. You saw him in concert the other night. You need the brown dirt cowboy. Did he play this in concert? No. I saw him the other night. Yeah, he was great. Him and Billy Joel. But he didn't do this. No. People would have rioted. Was there, was there one song that he didn't play that you thought... Oh, I can't believe he didn't play such and such. Did he, he do Goodbye Yellow Brick Road? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He did all the... I'm everything. Still Standing. Did you do I'm Still Standing? Yeah, you said that as if you love that song. I love that song. Really? Yeah, it's kind of like his you, first big 80s song. Yeah, it was. I was thinking, like, is that his only good 80s song? No, 80s uh, Nikita. <laughs> Nikita sucks. Are you insane. Dude, are you kidding me? No one likes Nikita. I love Nikita. Oh. You know, uh, I can't, oh, you know what the worst '80s song I think is? I guess that's why they call this the blues. That's a great tune. It's not. It's got Stevie Wonder harmonica solo. Uh, Stevie Wonder was a plague in the '80s. Uh, he didn't do that. But uh, my, one of my favorite albums ever is uh, is the Captain Fantastic album, and he didn't do um, "Someone Saved My Life Tonight." He didn't. No, he didn't do "Sorry" seems to be the hardest word. Uh, I can live without that. 
You know, uh, but his set list was actually pretty sturdy. He did like Burn Down the Mission and Mad Men Across the Water and all that great 70s stuff. But uh, he kind of stayed away from 80s, 90s, that circle of life junk. Oh, no he circle was good. of life. Billy, uh, Billy Joel's set list was also pretty sturdy, but he did We Didn't Start the Fire, which makes uh, Billy Joel cool. hasn't given up on the fact that nobody liked that period of his, of his music. Yeah. I mean, that whole... Uh, well, Billy Joel had good... Uh, when was uh, Nylon Curtain? It was 1982. And Glass Houses was... 1980 eight- or 1979. Yeah, he had pretty good 80s. Yeah, he, early 80s. Yeah. It's funny we didn't put any uh, Billy Joel on here, though. Because uh, Allentown have... might... Mm. No, I like Allentown. That's a fun song. You know, you're really earnest. The thing is, you never portray... Well, I guess you are pretty earnest on the show, but um, you like some really shitty music, but <laughs> you never really super own up to it. I'm what, always the one that has the bad taste. Okay, I would say probably the one thing I never own up to is obviously the air supply. I mean, I, I do listen to some air supply. <laughs> Wow. But, uh, wow. What else are you going to admit on this show? Beard. <laughs> nice. All right. So uh, we love Elton John, but we don't love blue eyes. No. Number four. Are we going to get beat up for this one? Here's the deal. I'm a huge, huge, huge Rolling Stones fan. You know, uh, if you're not a huge Rolling Stones fan, something is seriously wrong with you. It's all ingrained in our DNA. The Rolling Stones and the Beatles basically transcend music. However, however, Waiting on a Friend is not a good song. No. And I think that there was some serious heroin issues going on in the, <laughs> with, the, uh, with uh, the Glimmer Twins yeah. uh, these days. Actually, Tattoo You has, you know, Start Me Up and it has Hang Fire. And those are good songs, but uh, not so much Waiting on a Friend. Yeah. Now, rumor has and it the this, video is terrible. Yeah. Oh, it's just awful. <laughs> it's, so dumb. it's like watching paint Is there dry. even such a thing as a good Rolling Stones video? I mean, I can't Harlem think. Of... Shuffle. No. Oh, God. I was joking. Uh, you know, I don't know because I think the video, the whole video format kind of caught them way, know. way off guard. Yeah, like it's, they never, they really, never, I'm sure there are some that are super expensive and stylized. Yeah, like, probably more recent stuff, maybe. Your I bet love that, is strong. Like one of those, probably. Yeah, had but or, wait, this was one of the worst ever. And so is, um, even Start Me Up, which is a great song, it's just Mick on a, on a soundstage just contorting himself like some sort of, uh, circus. You know, some carny. But. <laughs> carny. Oh, God. Supposedly this song was first played back in 1970. And, oh, uh, I, I yeah, they, they had worked on it for years, but couldn't quite put it together, couldn't quite piece it, uh, the, the lyrics with the music. So finally, come 81, they finally felt that it fit together and they, they ran it. Yeah, the, um, they'd snap back in the later part of the 80s. Actually, like the Steel Wheels. Steel album. Wheels. That was, that was a, a pretty album. good album. I had a chance to see them on tour that year and I blew it off. Oh, it was a great tour. I know. I, but I just, just think we were making old jokes about them in 88. Yeah, ten, 20 years God ago. damn. Uh, pretty impressive. Pretty yeah. impressive. This next guy, not so impressive. No. Number three.
Rod Stewart, you are the devil. God, Young Turks is just... We have a couple. Like the, Our last three songs here will, will really put me in a bad mood if I hear them. Okay, None of these, these songs have any sort of uh, redeeming value to them. There's no reason for them to be. <laughs> What's even harsh? worse? Yeah, you're king, <laughs> call me the king of hyperbole. The um, the thing that kills me with this one is I remember the video. Once again, it always comes down to the video. <laughs> a, a video can ruin a great song, and this is not a great song, but it has an equally worse video because it's one of the first uh, videos on MTV to ever fe- feature break dancing. Oh, there's nothing wrong with a little break in. Uh, Come on, like electric it. two yeah, or break into electric boogaloo. boogaloo. I need to get that on DVD just to have around. With my Mr. Baseball for when you come over. No, you visit. said today that Rod Stewart would never bounce back from this. I don't think so. I, you know, he he's done okay. But I mean, Who's didn't he, lose, didn't he kind of like lose lost, his cred? Lost in you and, didn't he uh, kind of lose his cred after this, oh, though? Yeah. I mean, nobody nobody thinks of him. And now all he does is all that, that oldie crap. As far as I'm nobody concerned, wants to listen his, to. his zenith was hot legs. Probably. I love you, honey! And the faces and all that stuff. Yeah, no, he's is, done. He's, bad, he's yeah. gone. We'll never be talking to him. Didn't he come through here? He played uh, the Ford Amphitheater, I think, like oh, last God. year. And every year, people are like, hey, Sean, you got to go review it this year. And then it, I'll tell you one thing. Despite the fact that our listeners are always ripping on Rod Stewart, whenever Rod Stewart plays here, plays Tampa Bay, and I don't review the show, I get a lot of email from people like, you know, why weren't you there? What's wrong with you? You're a loser. It was one of the greatest shows I've ever seen. These are probably the people who catch the soccer balls that he always kicks out, you know? Oh, great. You Have know, you ever so. seen him live? You've seen yeah, him live. It was, oh, it was one of the worst shows I've ever seen. Maybe the worst. I saw him 88. I think it was the same year that um, the, I want to say the, was it 88, 89, maybe the Stones, but some of the Carrier Dome, like 60,000 people in Syracuse, New York. It was awful. He did not want to be there. It was showing such disdain, disdain for his fans. Is he, I never knew that he was infamous for that. Is he, is kicking, not, the, kicking the, being a bad live guy? Yeah. I, uh, I don't know if he's famous for being shitty live, but uh, the soccer ball thing he's famous for. Uh, I'll never see him in concert. I don't, I don't no, care. Don't, and now all that great American songbook oh, hogwash. God, stop it. I do have a box set of his at home. I still have that freebie CD to give away to fan- The first person who asks for it, you don't even have to win anything. You just have the balls to email us and <laughs> ask for it. I will gladly pay the postage to get that stinker off my desk. In yeah, the meantime... Oh, here we go. Uh, are you okay? Yeah. I'm starting to get like I'm starting to get the butt sweats in here. <laughs> uh, this is just going to make it worse. Here we go. Number two. I'm at a loss for words, really. God, we own, John and Mary Daly, my parents, uh, owned the Hooked on Classics uh, on vinyl and uh, played it often. It was well grooved in my house. Well, sad to say that. What was it for? What was its purpose? Like to dance and No, to I think the whole, point, the whole point was just to get people back into classical music again. And I will say that John and Bonnie Spears as well. Yes. They owned a copy of it and played it all the time. 
So it wasn't like it didn't like it wasn't like to 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 dance at like Studio it, 54 or anything. Yeah. Like you know, it might have been the first attempt of the music industry to say, you know what, we're going to stop pandering to uh the 18 to 30 crowd and start trying to recapture the older, you know, audience again. I can't I don't know that for a fact, but doesn't it seem like that would fit the bill a little bit? I mean, it was huge. It, it was, was a huge. giant hit. This and the stars on forty five. Do you know what breaks my heart about this too, though? What? It's that uh, this guy named Lewis Clark, who was uh, uh, an arranger for Electric Light Orchestra, my beloved ELO, conducted the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra, which you hear on the Hooked On Classics, and then they put like a cheesy disco beat. Ugh. It's hard to listen to now. I started playing it at my desk earlier to prep for the show, and I had to keep the volume way down low because I didn't want anybody. Even in the uh, super cool news features department here, to hear me playing that song. In a way, it makes me feel even closer to my parents, though, because God love them. They, you know, back then they thought they were, you know, they were being current. Yeah. You know, so they put it on, and I don't know. It's better than Perry Como. I, I give him that. I got some Como at home. <laughs> I bet you do, big boy. But number one, mm. this was there was never in doubt no. what our number one worst hit of 1982. Was I'm sorry. It's a horrible hits. I can't keep up with your. <laughs> it's dumb a horrible hits. Right, there was it's never, a hysterical it was never... horrible hit. <laughs> uh, hey, you know what? You should. We should ask our listeners. We, we're looking for maybe doing a new segment, right? Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe adding a segment because people always write us and say we love the segments. It's our favorite part of the show, but we're not quite sure what we should do. In historical, <laughs> historical happenings. happenings. That's not, not gonna... happening. <laughs> But uh, maybe there's I don't know what else we, we can do. We thought about a trivia, some sort of a trivia thing. Um, Give away more prizes. Do a do a call where we do uh, every week. We might call someone. Oh, like submit a your name a and surprise. Yes, yeah, submit surprise. your name and phone number, and we'll surprise call you. Surpri- that's not bad. That's that's one of the options. Let me know what you think of that. I like that. Uh, what else? That those are, we're we're out of ideas clearly because we're, here we are talking uh, about hot dogs. We should be talking about God, Rod you're Stewart. So negative. You know what? People my, want a positive my boost. My upper lip us, now is breaking out in sweat. Oh, it's only a matter of time. Shocker. It's only a matter of time. All right, come on. Hit him with it. Number one. Worst song ever, maybe? Maybe. Maybe. All right, here's it. Number one worst song ever, True by Spandau Ballet. No, come on. Shut up. You know how I feel. It's terrible. True. Number two, Gloria by Laura Branigan. You know, there's, there's no reason for this song. It's so stupid and awful. It's not a rock song. You can't dance to it. You can't. It's up. And as we find out in the movie Flashdance, you can't ice skate to it either. <laughs> Laura Branigan. I don't know why this makes me so angry, this song. What's weird is that it was originally written in Italian. That's, uh, you know what? That's it. One more reason why the Italians hate us. <laughs> Those eye ties really hate us. I'm surprised it wasn't written by a Canadian. It sucks so uh, bad. Yeah, you're that. Yay, yay, yay. You know, we had a whole show full of Canadian slurs, and you know how many emails we got about it? None. That's because everyone agrees with me. None. Oh boy! What yeah. is it? Tell me a little bit about Laura Branigan. I know nothing about Laura Branigan. Tell me a little bit what this song means. I have no idea. I don't Maria. care. It's not religious parable. No, no. 
I don't I don't care what it means. I think we had her on our one hit wonder show too. Uh oh, really? Are you just right now trying to deflect the letters like <laughs> what do you think Can- Canadians? I hope she's Canadian. She had she was more than one hit wonder. She had uh, imagination. The big hit imagination. Keep <laughs> I, know, I was just reading your show notes because I actually did. You know, I've been told whatsoever. I've been told by Vegas girlfriend never to sing, not on the show. I got swear to God, and not to her, not to her. She she gets violently angry when I sing. You, but she loves when I sing. Everyone loves it when you sing. But here, let me tell you honestly, I I didn't show this to you, but I got a piece of fan mail last week by a woman who was saying she's a a, a, a vocal coach, and she said she loves the show. But, um, but uh, you know, I I'm not the best singer. But sometimes I do hit and hold my notes when you I do. sing falsetto. You're not bad. I'm, I'm terrible. Let's not even pretend no. that I'm good. But every once in a while on the phone, I will break into like a little song with her. Yeah, she gets pissed, like really pissed. Really, it's bad. The only time I what can... did she say? She's teasing like he he. No, she's it. like no, she's like never do that again. Ah, oh, you guys really have issues. <laughs> Nah, that's fine. I'll take you out. I know I can't say. I know a couple places to take you. What? Vegas girlfriend? <laughs> no, I'm talking to you, butt plug. <laughs> yeah, All right, wrap you. up this dog of a show. Hot <laughs> dog of a show. Oh, hey. We really do suck. Hey, we hope you enjoyed the horrible hits of 1982. Don't forget to get back to us on an idea for a new segment. Don't forget to uh, please ask me for my Care Bear shirts. It's going to be my new catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> In the meantime, Sean Daly, myself, and the d- devil herself, Laura Brannigan, we are all firmly stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is produced by the St. Petersburg Times and TampaBay.com. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for providing music for the credits. Read the blog at blogs.tampabay.com and remember to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes.